G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. How many times do you hear of those who are in church life who turn up on a Sunday and they are alone and yet they are married but they have a spouse who doesn't attend church and sometimes are even antagonistic to Christian faith? And there are things that the Bible teaches about how we will continue in a relationship even though there might be an unequal match. But let's spend a little time today talking about how we might pray for a spouse who is an unbeliever. Let's have a chat with Robin Johnson, the founder of The Million Praying Men. Robin, welcome back to 2020. Hi Neil, great to be back with you. Go over listeners. Robin, it can sometimes cause great heartache, can't it, when your spouse is not a believer, even antagonistic to faith, and even sometimes trying to take you off track. It's a challenge for an awful lot of people, in fact. Yes, it is, and it's well, it's a reality of life, um, especially if people come to Christ later in life. They're already in a relationship. They're, they're a married couple, and, and uh, one of the partners... Um, becomes a believer and the other one isn't. And so that brings a a new dynamic into the marriage. And oftentimes it'll be a wife who will come to church and a husband who is resistant and stays home. Now, it can happen the other way too, but it seems to happen more often with unsaved husbands who are sitting at home while a wife attends church. Is that, you know, anecdotally, is that your experience too? Well, I I think it is in the Western world now. Um, To some degree it is. Um, As you know, we we work across nations, and and when we're allowed to travel, (laughs) we we spend a lot of time in Southeast Asia. Um, But, yeah, overall it's true. Um, But um, from from a... missiologist point of view you know we we try to target the family or or we try to target the 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 husband as it were um but that's more in the sense of you know when you're doing outreach and evangelism but what you're saying is generally speaking um the the wife tends to get saved and 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 then of course she goes home and, and shares it with her husband who who may accept it and just be um Oh, what, um, neutral, um, or he may be really antagonistic. Of course, there are lots of testimonies that people have of being perseverant in prayer and seeing their spouse come to Christ, and uh, no doubt you've seen that plenty of times over the years. Yes, time and, and time again. In our, in our last article that we just uh, released a couple of days ago, I told the story. Of, of, of a woman in our church in Christchurch many years ago. It was back in the probably late 70s, early 80s, I think it was. Um, and we'd been attending a rally. In fact, it was a, a rally of um, Brother Andrew. Um, I'm sure many listeners know of Brother Andrew and God smuggled his book. 
Um, and he was speaking at, at a large, large meeting in Christchurch, and we were one of the you know sponsoring churches and that. Um, but but as Brother Andrew got up to speak, this this large man from the back of the auditorium began to heckle him, and um, it was it was quite something. And in the finish, the guy had to be taken out, and he was extremely aggressive. Um, about a week or so later, on a Sunday night, having church as we did in those days on a Sunday night, um, and I was I was near the front and I was just observing what was going on at the altar call. A number of people had come to Christ, and I'm standing there and I'm looking at one man. I'm going, he looks familiar. Where have I seen him before? Um, and anyway, I saw him um, make a commitment to Christ. He he prayed and and, and was counselled. Um, and then it was after the meeting when he went back to his seat, of course, he went back and uh, joined his wife, um, who had been in our church for quite some time. And, uh, you know, she'd been a faithful wife, praying for her husband, even even when it seemed that he was most antagonistic, he came to Christ. <sighs> And the idea of being perseverant in that, and as you say, there are many, many stories of the rewarding time when a spouse does come to faith, but it does seem like an endless journey sometimes persevering, and uh, for many, uh, sometimes it can last years and even decades. Yes, it can. And uh, again, you know... (sighs) wish we had answers to some of the mysteries, if you like. Uh, you know, why, why does one husband come to the Lord sooner than another? Um, you know, they all have free, free will. Um, and as much as we want it to happen, and we want it to happen now. Um, but, but the key is, as you've rightly said, Neil, persistence. Um, and many of the people that I can think of, I was just trying to rack my brains as we, we chat here today and, and, and little images popping into my mind of, of, of women and in our churches over the years, uh, unsaved husbands. Um, one case here, not long after we were in, um, in the north of Melbourne, we came back from New Zealand and pastoring a church in the north of Melbourne. Um, and again, we probably had more women in the church than men. Um, and, uh, and one particular lady, you know, praying for her husband, and, and he just he wasn't he wasn't antagonistic. He he just resisted. Um, but you, you know, it's it's not only praying; it's 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 also the doing. Um, and I think that's an important point that we need to throw in here. That. Yeah, we pray and we believe, we have faith and we hold on to that. But our lifestyle has to has to match our prayers, if you like. That you, you can't just, you know, say, you know, pray for a man and, and then show no no Christ-like life. It, it's, it's not going to work. The idea of being an authentic believer, both in church and at home, and as you emphasize, that's ultimately very important because there is a witness that happens in the home. And our unbelieving spouse, how would they believe if they don't see Christ-likeness in you at home? That's a powerful point, but if you have that in place and you are praying and it, this can go on for years, the idea of, and last time we were talking, the idea of staying and standing in the gap, 
But God yeah. is working behind the scenes, and sometimes we've, we're getting impatient with him, aren't we? <laughs> Anybody says no to that, well, <laughs> maybe there's another question we should ask, but we won't bring that up today. <laughs> and that's normal. I mean, that's normal. Um, and I think sometimes people think, oh, well, maybe I should stop praying because I'm getting too frustrated so God won't answer my prayer because I'm not doing it right. Um, I, I don't think God is easily offended. Um, don't take that statement the wrong way, but, you know, I don't think God is offended um, in that sense, and I think you understand what I'm saying. Uh, from the non-Christian point of view, uh, someone might say, well, why doesn't the Christian just give up their faith and be non-Christian the way they were before? But there's something important here, and I'll get your thoughts, because once you have had an encounter with Christ, once you have discovered truth, once your life is in a process of transformation, you can't really turn back from that. And uh, there's something there to hold tight to. Uh, but it's just waiting for our spouse to catch up with that in some sense. Oh, it is. Whether, whether it's a wife praying for a husband or a husband believing for his wife, yeah. I mean, when we come to Christ, there's no turning back. Um, you know, say, so, well, it's better to, to um, you know, sur- surrender my Christian belief and live with this man. And, 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 and if you're thinking logically and, and not spiritually, you might agree with that. But her husband or, or the wife has not died for their sins. They've not died to, to provide for them eternal life. We can't, we can't walk away from him who loved us and, and, and died for us and, and has given us eternal life. Um, and, and so that's, you know, the, the natural mind, as, as you say, or the natural person, will say, well, you know, because they see it as religion. We're not talking about religion here. We're not talking about a conflict of some theological debate. We're talking about the life, the eternal state of human beings. Robin, come back to this perseverance just for a moment here because I suspect there'd be some listening to us saying, uh, I used to pray for my husband or I used to pray for my wife, but nothing was happening. They weren't ready to change. In fact, they were getting worse even more antagonistic to faith, and so I've given up and I'm stopping praying. What is your encouragement to the person who's given up because they haven't seen any breakthrough? Again, well, my encouragement simply is to keep praying. And they might say, well, what do I pray? I don't know what to pray. Well, pray, pray blessing. Just, just keep your prayers simple. The most powerful thing you can do for a person is to pray blessing in Jesus' name upon that person and let God do what God does. Surrender him, put him before the cross. Um, you know, don't, don't hound him. <laughs> um, but simply bless the person. I, I, I am a believer. Uh, there is power in blessing. It really is. And, uh, and I've said this in other times, in, in other areas of, of prayer. If you don't know how to pray, if you don't know the exact thing or the conscious need to pray, just pray blessing on that person. Just allow Holy Spirit to pray, to, to lead you in your prayers. Look at the Word of God and just pray blessing. Something good will happen to that person. And just keep praying, keep believing. 
Robin, uh, believing that there are those listening to our conversation today who may have been losing heart uh, to get back to being on their knees and praying for blessing and for salvation uh, for their unsaved spouse. Uh, Robin Johnson is founder of the Million Praying Men. And uh, Robin, as you said, uh, it's an international ministry. And when people do connect with you, they connect with encouragement and uh, some teaching newsletters that encourage us to pray, let me point people to the website millionprayingmen.com. That's millionprayingmen.com. Robin Johnson, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us once again today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Blessings to you and our listeners. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.